Hi, I'm Stuart Spinks, and welcome to episode 157 of my podcast, Beekeeping Short and Sweet. Still, we have frosts, but daytime temperatures are rising. The bees are flying, and finally I've been able to get into the hives and see what's going on. It's time for disease inspections. Short and Sweet, a beekeeping podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A beekeeper, in fact, just like me. Welcome everyone to another podcast. I trust you're all safe and well still and managing to endure these sharp morning frosts that we continue to see, particularly here in Norfolk. I woke this morning to see yet another sharp one and the truck outside is completely white and the grass is sparkling in this early morning sunshine. I mean, it looks quite nice, but we could do without so many of these very cold nights. There can't be that many more that we have to endure, can there? It's nearly May, and before you know it, we'll be at midsummer and heading back down the slow grind to autumn and winter. But let's not get carried away too quickly and become negative. There's a lot of beekeeping to be had before we get there, and I, for one, am really excited to finally get stuck into some inspecting. Before we get into this week's events and what's been happening around the apiaries, I'd like to mention the lovely people at the Borders Beekeepers Association who hosted me this week on their monthly Zoom meeting. I guess one of the positive outcomes of lockdown has been that associations have been pushed to find new ways to interact with their members. And love it or hate it, the internet and online meetings have been a really fun way of interacting with groups that personally I would never normally be able to meet up with. So if anyone out there involved with their associations committee would like to host me for a chat next autumn and winter, do get in touch. As usual, details will be in the podcast notes or drop me a message via my website www.norfolk-honey.co.uk. I was chatting to the Borders Beekeepers about all the different queen-rearing methods I've used over the years. It's actually quite a list when I sit and look at it, and I thought I would share a couple of thoughts on queen-rearing with you today before we talk about disease inspections. The talk was a spin-off from my Patreon Coaching Plus monthly gathering, and I managed to cram two meetings into one, hopefully without confusing too many people. First off, queen-rearing is not difficult or complicated. Honestly, it's really not. Every beekeeper should be able to produce their own queens without worry, anxiety, fuss or stress. In fact, one of the realities of beekeeping is that if you're already beekeeping and you've had a swarm, you're already queen rearing. You're just not in control of the situation yet. If you can just get to the bees before they swarm, you can create some fantastic new queens to set up your apiary for the rest of the season. For the beginner beekeeper, it all starts with spotting those dreaded queen cells, but if you've got some spare kit available, you can turn a tricky situation into a successful queen rearing operation quite easily. First off, there's the artificial swarm, a well-documented method of producing a single new queen by splitting a colony that's thrown up some queen cells. Or, you might be tempted to produce a couple of nukes by what's known as splitting or on-the-spot queen-rearing. If you have a couple of nuke boxes, you can easily move a frame of food and a frame of brood with a sealed queen cell attached 
add a second frame of brood and fill with foundation remembering to make sure you don't carry away the queen from the original hive and hey presto a nucleus colony ready to greet their emerging new queen and you can do this for as many frames that have sealed queen cells it's helpful if you can move the nukes to an out apiary to retain as many of the bees in the nukes as possible you see the flying bees that you've put into each nuke will no doubt pop out to forage but then head back to the original hive position so you can end up depleting the nuke of crucial numbers of bees if you need to keep them in the same apiary just shake another frame of bees into the nuke before closing them up but do remember to make sure you don't shake the queen into the nuke as well so there's a couple of simple methods for creating new queens and now's the time to keep an eagle eye on your colonies to see what's going on as i found out just this week finally the daytime temperatures have warmed up to the point i can get into the hives and carry out some thorough inspections not just the quick look of previous weeks but some frame by frame disease inspections now is a really great time to get those spring disease inspections out of the way checking colonies that have spent months surviving through the cold of winter are now starting to explode into spring disease inspections form a really important part of my annual routine for managing pests and diseases an integrated pest management system as it's known many experienced beekeepers will do this almost without thinking the first few inspections of the season out there checking that there are eggs looking at the adult workers and searching for brood patterns to confirm all is okay deep in the back of our minds we're also checking that the brood is healthy that wax cappings are uniform and biscuit colored and that there are none of those wax moth trails that look so destructive but for the novice beekeeper the absolute beginner it can be something that isn't necessarily on their radar the excitement of first inspection looking for eggs spotting the queen marveling at those first few waggle dancers it can all become a little too distracting and the idea that your colony may have a disease issue just isn't a topic you want to go to for fear of it spoiling your day well it's possibly one of the most important inspections of the season and those that don't check for disease are only rolling the dice and hoping that they don't land on a go to jail square in just a few weeks time the hives will be stuffed full of bees supers will be filling with honey and it becomes more difficult to carry out these inspections particularly as swarming becomes the biggest worry for the beekeeper the process of disease inspections is very straightforward easy to perform and something i began this week with my colonies it's kind of a preemptive strike before i get into the spring cleaning of colonies as there's absolutely no point in swapping out equipment taking away dirty potentially infectious hive material and leaving a diseased colony with a nice fresh hive it just uses up that valuable clean equipment when you should be focusing on what's happening on the frames so here's what i do once you open the hive remove the chrome board or cover board and take a look at the adult bees what are you looking for well firstly can you see any obvious signs of deformity on the adult bees one of the most obvious is deformed wing virus and you'll see bees with wrinkled misshapen wings rather than perfectly formed well balanced wings right now the other obvious one to look out for is chronic bee paralysis virus shaking bees or bees that are dark and wet looking with hairless abdomen 
If nothing jumps out at you at this point, great. A little smoke over the top bars and in we go. Remove the first frame and have a quick check for the queen. A look at the workers to make sure that they're healthy and another quick look to see what food stores they have. As an outside frame, it is likely just to be food. Set this frame aside and ease the next frame out, using a little smoke when necessary. Continue the inspection until you reach the first frame of brood and check for eggs. If you see eggs, you can proceed with your disease inspection fully focused, knowing you have a lame queen. At this point, shake all the bees off the frame. Do this by holding the frame in the brood box and give it a quick shake or two to remove as many of the bees clinging to the frame as possible. This will shake the bees into the brood box rather than over other frame tops or into your wellies. Now carefully look at the brood. You're looking for a range of ages of larvae curled neatly in the bottom of the cell in a small C shape, often described as pearly white, but colours can vary depending on the pollen that they're feeding on. You should be able to see the segmentation of the body of the larvae too, and this usually means that all is well. Check the cappings. Are there any that have not been completely sealed? If there are, just flick open one or two, and more often than not you'll find either that there's no problem at all, just a developing adult bee, or you'll find sac brood. And that's what I normally find, either no problem or just sac brood. Either way, it's not a huge issue, as I never find that sac brood causes my colonies too much trouble. Continue on with your inspection, shaking bees off each frame as you go, taking time to check cells, larvae, cappings, and honestly, anything else that catches your eye. Hopefully, all is well, and you can record your disease inspection in your records and move on, having taken a big sigh of relief. It shouldn't take you too long, and once it's done, you can pencil in another disease inspection for a month's time, perhaps. But to be honest, every inspection should be a disease inspection. The health of your colonies should be your number one priority. After all, healthy bees make more honey, and what's not to like about that? Just to finish the disease inspections chat, if you do see anything you're not sure about, have a word with someone who's more experienced than you, or if you can't get someone to take a look at them and you're really worried, then do call out the bee inspector. I can happily say that this week's disease checks all went okay with no major incident to report. However, it did throw up a couple of challenges and I thought you might like to hear about how the inspections went. The meadow apiary is looking great. The oilseed rape is fast approaching full flower and the bees are working it despite it being quite chilly still. All of the colonies here are in commercial size hives and are earmarked for transfer into honey-poor Langstroth hives, so these won't necessarily get the full spring clean as it makes no sense putting them into clean kit only to transfer them into the Langstroths just a few weeks later. That said, it's still really important to carry out the spring disease inspections. So what did I find? Well, Apart from a couple of colonies that required further action, not much really. All the colonies were building up nicely and had good looking brood patterns. A couple had a small amount of chalk brood. And if you're not familiar with chalk brood, do take a look at my YouTube video. I'll link it in the podcast notes for you. I anticipate that it'll clear up fairly quickly as the weather warms up further. 
so I don't intend to take any action on these colonies. So, two colonies that needed further action. One, unfortunately, appears to have the beginning signs of CBPV, chronic bee paralysis virus. Just one or two adult bees showing signs, but that's enough to sound the warning alarm for me. I'll have another look next time and assess how it's developing before I take action on it, but I've made a note about it. The second colony didn't have any disease, but it was a drone-laying queen. The colony was stuffed with drone brood and destined to fail. Here's the really important point about all this disease inspections malarkey and why it's important to check for everything. Without a disease inspection, this drone-laying queen colony could become a major problem to the rest of the apiary. The reason why? Well, the normal practice for me in dealing with a drone-laying queen colony is to shake them out, move the hive to a different part of the apiary, and shake all the bees out of the hive and let them drift into other colonies, usually the one closest to its original position. Imagine then if this colony had CBPV, or worse still, a foul brood infection that I hadn't checked for. All I would have done is spread the disease through the apiary, and without doubt, the biggest spreader of disease in honeybee colonies are beekeepers. Closely followed by drones, I suspect, but us beekeepers have to carry the can on more occasions than not. Carry out your disease inspections as soon as you can, know your bees are healthy, and get on with enjoying the new season. And what better way to enjoy the new season than to join me each week with each newly released podcast? A podcast subscription will get you the very latest tips and techniques from me each week as they're released. As things stand, it's going to cost less than a couple of Starbucks coffees. And remember, that's drive-through prices. Head over to my Patreon page and sign up to my Podcast Plus tier for the very latest beekeeping chat and an occasional maths and English lesson too. Well, that's it for this week. I'll catch up with you all again next time. But for now, I'm Stuart Spinks, and that was Beekeeping Short and Sweet. Beekeeping Short and Sweet